With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Toby. Yes. There has been some very close matches over the weekend. Extremely close matches. Some would say the closest they could ever get. Super Rugby possibly has, for the first time, really stood up this weekend. Barring one game that was a bit boring... All the other three games were absolutely Bobby Dazzlers. Well, well, what was the boring one? The Force v. the Rebels. Yeah, that was a bit of a... Paint drying stuff. <clears throat> it was like two samurai sword fighters fighting with butter knives, mate. That would be quite interesting, actually. <laughs> anyway, we've, uh, we've also got Lorcan. Is it Lorcan? Yeah. Sure, it's Lorcan. Lorcan has come back after not gloating when Ireland put up a great performance against England. He's come back and said, I didn't gloat a couple of weeks ago after Ireland beat England, but I feel obliged to this week after Leinster's performance against Exeter this evening. But why didn't he gloat? He should have been gloating. He should have been gloating. He should. I think he just forgot to mm. gloat. Or he gloated to everyone else, but he, he lost, he left... No more gloating on Lorcan the table. Lorcan should feel special here. But he he's coming before the plug. Yeah, he he's coming is. before yeah. the breaking news. Yes, he He's got a point, though. He said Leicester are underrated because of the yeah. Pro 14. They were exceptional on the weekend. And I think, did you mention they'd gone up two more gears than they'd normally? Normally, yeah. they hit third gear in the Pro 14. And, and on this occasion, they went to fifth. Well, yeah. they need, how many gears do they have? Well, let's wait and see, because next round, they're going to have to pull out you know, it's going to have to be an automatic gear. transition. Oh, but a Tiptronic. Tiptronic, mate. Oh, a flappy pedal. <laughs> oh, uh. flappy pedal. But before uh. we do any more, we've got to yeah. do our quick little plug. Yes, for sure. Um, we do have another review. 
Is it? We're a up to good thirty-one, one? and it's a great review. Is it? It's a wonderful review. Oh, I like that. That's the type of guy and girl that we like. Yes. But if you'd like to support us, he, get across. He, she, or they. Yeah, he, she, or they. Um, if you'd like to support us, go across, give us a review, subscribe. Yeah, like, share. Like, share, do all those things. Anything, eh? We need you to support us. Yeah, I agree. Because I can't support, I can't always be supporting Damo. Because i tell you what, my back is sore. Right, before we do anything else, <laughs> we must cover the breaking news. Which is kindly supported by Super XV Rugby website. Yes. They scratch our back, we scratch their backs. Yeah, that's right. Or, or crack? No, just back. Just back. Just back. back. Okay, yeah, You fine, can fine. do that one if you want, but not me. Huh. Some I'm people just, are I'm into that, man. you know. Some people are into that. Some people are into a lot of things. <laughs> Doesn't mean I am. No, that's right. I am, though. <laughs> anyway, future stars on show. So, I didn't actually know this, but Super Rugby Aotearoa has an under-20 competition. Mate, I used to play in the Super Rugby under-20 right, competition. Here we go. Back here in the day. It was a pathway. The, I played against John Alomu, and I, tackled, I ran rings around him. Well, no, I didn't. No, I know you didn't. But I used to play in that competition. It was a fantastic competition. The great thing was you were under 20s and you would play before yeah. the, the game. So, you know, if you were play, like if the big boys were playing the Hurricanes, the Crusaders playing Hurricanes, then the juniors would be playing before the game. Yeah. Curtain Raiser. Like that, eh? Curtain Love Raiser. Love a Curtain Raiser. So I don't know when they got rid of that, but it was awesome because naturally from our team – there was movement up. Of course, yeah. Which is brilliant. That's and how that's I got how, into the team in the first place, because someone got moved up, and then I got and, subbed in. But that's also how progression happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've got so tied up on getting these kids from school, whereas, you know, if you run an under-20s program, yeah. they should make the move from that program up, not... And they're not as... Oh, sorry, they're more mature as adults... Rather than getting them straight from school. You know, they're a couple of years older. They've been playing a decent standard of rugby. Not saying that schoolboy rugby isn't a decent standard. They've been coached at the highest level. Correct. To the the Crusaders way or the Hurricanes way or the Chiefs way. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The ethos of the club is sort of drilled into them at that age. And I think that's also where you can get, you know, the draft system as well from that under-20 competition. Well, that's what I think they should do. Yeah. 100%. That's what they should do. Anyway, they could draft I, I, them out of high school into the under-20 situa- situation or yeah. teams, and then from there, they go into that, into the, into the yeah. you know, full full side. So just, just so people are aware, it's, it's, it is only a week-long tournament, so it's, um, it's not a curtain raiser like you were sort of oh, saying shame, back in the day. It? So it yeah. is a shame. Uh, I think there's, there's six teams... So there's the Chiefs, Highlanders, Crusaders, Hurricanes, um, and the Blues, plus a New Zealand Barbarian side. Like that as well. So that's really good. Very good, yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure. I think the first round, uh, the Chiefs, Highlanders, and Crusaders won. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. I just think it's a fantastic idea to almost bring it back. The inaugural addition to the Super Rugby Arturo. So it's... Coming back, mate. So when it's they say back. inaugural, do you know what they mean? Well, it's the first of, of its many. Co- 
Oh, is it? Yeah. So if they say inaugural, it means that it's going to be the first of many. Oh, sorry. Many. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the first Aotearoa one. It's not one. a one-off. No. Yeah. It's so there good. you go. Yeah. Fantastic. Mate, my first story I thought was really interesting for a number of reasons. My story is box-kicking hang time, fastest pass, numerous other new statistics unveiled following secret smart ball trial last weekend. Smart ball. Yeah, so obviously they've got a little, you know, smart chip in the ball and they've measured all those different stats. Right. What really surprised me was So have they come Oh they have. Yeah. But they didn't they used it in the females um England versus Scotland Six Nation opener. Okay. So they didn't use it in the male games. That's not a bad thing, though. Now, I reckon the reason why they haven't done that is because they would worry that someone would say, well, the reason why we lost was because we missed that kick at goal and it had a chip in the ball and that was all set up for us to fail. No, surely not. I I could almost put money on it, mate. No, I disagree with you on that one. Why? So why, why do you think they've, they've put it as a first match being a female uh, Six Nations opener rather than, the, rather than the male Six Nation opener? Well, maybe it was because it wasn't ready yet. Damn it, you could be right. <laughs> I doubt it, but you could be right. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> but I think it's great. Fantastic. I think it's actually awesome. Well, can we go through some stats? Yeah, they've gone the longest pass was okay. 13.7 metres. Oh, that's not very far. No, I didn't think it was, but okay. Uh, the fastest pass is 27.2 miles per hour. That's quite quick. The interesting would be, you know, when you got that smart ball technology, yeah. how far the ball was kicked in a game as well. That'd yeah, be great yeah. to know. But uh, total distance traveled was uh, 3,490 meters, wow. I'm guessing, not miles. <laughs> No, we made it. Um, and it tells you oh, total longest air time though total six air. and a half minutes. Yeah, the ball was in the air. Yeah, that's pass that pass as passing well? and kicking. Mm, yeah. Okay, so um, not not as bad. But longest kick, forty three point two meters. Must have been with the wind. Well, I don't know. It can have forty three meters. Isn't that isn't that far? It's a lot. It's a long way. No, because because it's twenty to twenty, mate. We, we, big kick would be twenty to twenty. Yes, true. But I'm just saying that in the female rugby game, I'm saying that's a long kick for a female. I w- but I think it's a long kick for, oh, for it's a, a long male. Kick, mate, it's a long kick for me. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's a long kick for me. Yeah. But I, I would like to see this rolled out now because I think this would make – it would really highlight when teams have kicked the ball too much yes. rather than saying there was 13 kicks, you know – it would just get would be more interesting. I, I think I, I so. love this type of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, so. I like the um the longest clearance kick and like average clearance kick and like you know I like the distance. I would like to know which scrum half has the fastest pass. Yeah, you know which player has the biggest kind of field kick. Yeah, It'd be great, wouldn't it? I like it. I like it. Is it going to be introduced into like? And you could also do like premiership tackles. rugby. Into- you could do tackles like the ball being kind of. Like the G forces on the ball from a tackle. Oh, biggest hitter! I don't think that's in there. I know, but it could be, <laughs> couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Could be. 
Love it though, mate. Your next story. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, man. So, South Africa, they're not, they're not sort of in, they're not, they're not doing so well, are they? No, they've had some bad luck. Yes. <laughs> so, they have, they might have to have their groveling shoes back on. So, South Africa's I would love to see four, them come groveling back. So, South Africa's four most powerful rugby franchises may be bracing for some rejection following a report that they won't be able to play in the Northern Hemisphere competition. They are so talking they, about the Rainbow Cup. Yes, they are. From my understanding, they're okay moving forward to play in the Pro 14. Okay. Having, yeah, having the welcome mat removed by the yeah. Pro 14 stakeholders yeah. could also make, yeah, there we go. Because, you know, if you're the Pro 14... Given the Rainbow Cup would be potentially helped. Earning. So, the, well, I, I don't think... They won't be able to play in Europe. Well, this is the thing, right? I don't know At whether... At the moment. This is this year, right? This is this year. Yeah. Moving forward, I think they will. But it's yeah, because but of COVID... Yes. And the fact that the British government, Westminster, turned around and said, we're not happy for them to stay at Bristol, train at Bristol... And they weren't going to give them any visas. That's the reason why they can't play in the Rainbow Cup because getting into Britain yeah, but was going to be. Four teams can't do that. Yeah. But moving forward in future years, you would imagine they would. Yes, I agree. So they're scuppered this year, but they're not scuppered moving forwards. They're definitely scuppered this year, though. Yeah. Which is a big one when the Lions potentially are coming your way and you're not going to play any international games and potentially you're going to have imagine a, how much money they're losing huge amounts of money and wow. that, that's the re- let's be honest the reason why the Pro 14 want them in it anyway is for the money 55 million people yeah. live in their country yeah so and rugby fanatics yeah so they bring they bring with them a big audience which sponsors love TV rights love that's why it was such a loss for the Super Rugby competition. Correct. Sad, mate. Sad. I'd like to see how that pans out because they turned down playing in the Rugby Championship last year. From my understanding, you know, they could have done something in the Rugby Championship, but they didn't. No, that's right. They could have played in the Super Rugby competition this year. Mate. But they didn't. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next one is Quade Cooper. He's had too many gins, and he Ooh. said this. Out-of-the-box solution, bringing Super Rugby to Japan. He said, former Wallaby star Quade Cooper says Japanese rugby is so strong that Australia and New Zealand Super Rugby teams should consider playing in the Japanese competition rather than the other way around. Now, the reason why I say he's had a few too many tequilas is we watched one recently, didn't we? We did. And what was the final score? Bowden Barrett may have scored a hat-trick in 10 minutes. He did. It was like, <laughs> it was like 84 80. something. Yeah. Eh? It was touch oh. rugby at best. And I sort of thought, looking at it, I was like, I could play in that. You did say that. I did. You? And then I said, I could play in it too. And you said, no, you no. couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not what I said. <laughs> Don't put words into my mouth, big fella. 
Uh, what What is interesting, though, I think he's got a point. The Japanese rugby has improved significantly. Yeah, but I, I think it's there is some way to go when... There's your, no depth. When you're basically your national site has played in Super Rugby for a number of years and not done very well. Yeah. To then turn around and say that, oh, well, you know, bring it over. I, I think that Japanese rugby is much stronger. I think they arguably do rely on guys like Quay Cooper, Will Guinea, Ben Smith, Bowden Barrett yeah. to to uh, make it a really competitive, you know, Kieran Reed. There's a lot of good players over yeah. there. Great. Without them, would they be as strong? Definitely not. No. Definitely not. So, interesting. But we need, as a Australia and New Zealand, we need to find a way to get the Japanese on board. Because when we talk about South Africa, we talk about 55 million. I don't actually know how many million live in Japan, but it's not for... A lot more. <laughs> you just know what I mean? But, but it's also, not four million, is it? No. No, no. But not... The whole population watches rugby. You say that. World Cup semi-final or quarter-final, Japan versus whoever it was. I can't even remember now. I think it was something like 70% of the population watched that game. No way. So it might wow. have even been I'm going to eat my more. words then. You eat them, mate. It's I'm quite difficult fun. to eat words, isn't it? Well, I'm just trying to find them. Oh, I mean, like, if you write them down, then you can eat them, but not, not as you can. Oh, God, caught it. Oh, no. Not like that. Anyway, mate, my last story. <laughs> my last story. Here we go. So, Ronan O'Gara uh, went to La Rochelle after a stint at the Crusaders. He did, yeah. He did. And now, La Rochelle are a European force. So people have sort of said, you know, La Rochelle beat Sale Sharks, who are one of the best in Europe. One of the best in England. Yeah. In England, in the Premiership yeah. Rugby. Yeah. Well, they They've got the South are, African team. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's sort of been hailed that he's learnt the trade, the tricks of the trade from the Crusaders, and he's he's actually doing a good job with another team after a stint. So he's been hailed as a brilliant coach at the moment. I would like to interview Ronan O'Gara and I'm not, uh, I'm a little bit of catch 22 on this. No doubt his stint in at the Crusaders has had an impact on his coaching. He did liken the Crusaders environment to like a Formula One pit crew, yeah, where everything was maxed out to the absolute, you know, every inch, every nut, every bolt was tightened perfectly, yeah, and was just perfectly in sync with everything else. There's a then to say, well, that's the reason why he he came over a good coach. He did, yeah. He may have learned a few tricks to the trade, yeah, but he already was a good coach. And, and what I understand about Ronan Agara. He's a massive um, student of the game. So he already has detail in mind and he already understands how a game should be played and tactics and and whatnot. But maybe he did take something from his experience. I just think it's a little bit rich to turn around and say 
the reason why La Rochelle are doing well is because Ronan O'Gara went and coached the Crusaders. You know, I just, I just, that doesn't wash with me too much. I think Ronan O'Gara is the reason why. Ronan O'Gara is a good coach. Ronan O'Gara has had probably quite a big checkbook that he could buy players that he wants. And yeah, he's learned a thing or two from the Crusaders. But, you know. I'm, I th- I'm surprised, actually. Are you surprised that I'm saying that? Yes. Yeah, but I just don't, you know, so many things. It's like, you know, you want to you do that. Then why, why is the Highlanders not done well under, um, under Major? Because he's a Crusader. You know, so many people go, oh, well, yeah, they'll bring that he... culture. And, 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 and the yeah, other no, one no, is. No, no, no. Did Aaron Major coach with the Crusaders? Good question. I'm not sure, actually. I think he did a stint up with the Canterbury team, not the Crusaders. You well, know. that's a different story, yeah, eh, different. Mush? But then, you know, Liam McDonald as well. It's like, Liam McDonald, oh, look at, the, look at the Blues. It's the Crusader influence. I just doesn't, I just, it's just a bit old for me. It's an easy thing to say is what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. a little bit like the Silver Lake investment where I just think it's the easy option just to say, oh, we should take the money. Now, we did have someone from Twitter come in, and I, I, I apologize for, for his name. I don't know his name. But he made a good point, which he said, the Silver Lake investment was actually, it's more than just an investment. It's about those people driving revenues yeah. forward. My comeback to that is, that's all well and good. But when they sell, and they will if it, they, they make money, then you've lost 15% of your company. Definitely. And and who are they going to sell it to? And, That's and, the next thing. And who are they going to sell it to? And will they drive it forward? Well, you just don't know, do you? you no. Take and it. will the All Blacks franchise itself have a say in who but they sell it to? It's not even the All Blacks. It's the, end, it's the whole New Zealand rugby union. Well, would they have a say in who they sell it to? I don't know. No. And, and the other thing you've got to remember is if this – Silver Lake are coming in and wanting to make money, then they're not going to want to support things that don't make money. The Mighty Ten Cup yeah. doesn't make money. No. Can be exciting to watch, though. No. Are they going to turn around and say, well, I'm really sorry, but you know, grassroots, we're not interested in grassroots. No. So you can't give money to grassroots. I know this is all sweeping. I know we don't know everything. But I do We've gone think off on a massive tangent, we've to We've gone be fair, off on a massive tangent, haven't we? But yeah. I, you know me, I love a good tangent, don't yeah. I? Right, David Havili, what, what's he on about? David Havili. David Havili's form in the Crusaders midfield has made him impossible for Ian Forster. Foster? Even, Ian Foster, mate. To ignore. Fozzy. And they are right. They are right. This is coming from actually Bryn Hall, who's a teammate. David Havili has been knocking on the All Blacks' door since 2017. Has he been an All Black? He's been in the squad right. when he was in 2017, but he's never played a test. Really? He's never been selected for the match day squad. Wow. As far as I'm uh, aware, I might be, might be wrong. But what's interesting is, uh, and I mentioned this to you, as soon as he played at 12, didn't I? I said, wow, what a yeah. performance. And I'm like... He can play at 12, he can play at 13, he can play on the wing, he can play at 15, and he's even played at 10. Now, if you hmm. want someone off your bench so that you can play an additional forward, David Harvilli is your man. Well, it was like what we used to do with Bowden Barrett. He could play anywhere. He could play anywhere, yeah. 
He was a great bench player. Yeah, he was. I still think he is a good bench player. I think he's a great starter. I think he's a great starter. I think Fozzie's got a tough old job ahead of him because he's got quite a lot of players that could play in certain positions. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But David Havili, mate, at 12, he has been class. He has. He's so been much so good. that he could start at 12. Wow. Interesting. And we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, this is the, I just think David Havili, he stuck around in New Zealand. He obviously really wants to play for the ABs. He probably could have gone off many, many times. And we saw on the weekend where he's the one that won the game. Yeah. Took the drop goal. Yes, correct. So surely, surely he's got to be in the picture, Topes. Yeah. No, we've we've spoken about it. Would I you agree. pick him? Yeah. I'd start him. Over Lamarpe? Yep. Who won't be there anyway because he's off to France? Yeah. You'd well, start him at 12? Yep. Who would you have at 13? I would have a Rico at 13. Oh, yeah, Rico at 13. Yeah. It's tough though, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm the one saying you need some big boys and David Havili is not a big fella. No. He's not a big fella. So, whew, you need a big fella at 13. Is Rico big enough? Rico's fast enough. He's definitely fast enough, isn't he? He's definitely fast enough. I'll tell you who else played really well was Lester Fainuku. When he came on on the weekend, yeah, talking about big 13s, he did very, very well. Changed the game for the Crusaders. All right, mate. Yeah. It's time, it's time for the for results. The, for the results. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Right, okay. Um, Hurricanes versus the Crusaders. This game went to extra time. Crusaders came out on top, 30 points to uh, 27. Uh Two forward passes shouldn't have won the game. Um, uh, sorry, two forward passes that weren't given. Flat balls, mate. Mate, you flat, yourself. Flat as a pancake. You yourself told me, oh, no, nah, we were lucky, mate. <laughs> we were lucky. We were lucky, and we're going to go over it. Lamarpe was lucky. Lamarpe was, had, uh, everything was fine with that. Uh, the Reds beat the Brumbies 24-22. Uh, the Chiefs had another win, which is fantastic, 26-23. And then the Western Force snuck in 16-15. to All games super close, as we were saying earlier. I've renamed that Rebels-Western Force game for a charity kickoff. There was not. Oh, the Force got one try. Yeah. One try in the whole match. That came right at the end of the game. How good. I have enjoyed watching paint dry more than that match. Oh, anyway, the Reds are first, then the Brumbies and the Rebels. Uh, there's a bit of a gap between uh, second and third, though. Then we've got the Crusaders, Blues, and the Highlanders. Uh, that's the top three in New Zealand. But three, four, and five are quite close, actually, aren't they? Oh, definitely. Even two, yeah, really. They're still, close. you know, if the Blues lose a couple, then. I I think Crusaders, after the weekend, are they safely in the final? Yes. You'd say so. Unless they lose a couple and the Highlanders and Chiefs win a couple. 
Still got three games though, don't they? Yeah, so the Crusaders need to lose at least two of those. Yeah. Okay. To not be in with a sniff. But they're all tough games. Yeah, they are. They're all Agreed. tough games, aren't anyone they? Anyone can beat anyone. Over to the European competition, the brutal Bordeaux Beagles absolutely beat up the rushing side with a pressure kicker or cooker game. I like yeah, that. Again, it was... Um, God, you made an absolute hash out of that, didn't you, mate? No, mate. It's pressure kicker, as in it was all through kicks. Village. I replaced cooker, cook kicker with cooker. No, no, no. I, I got it. Oh, I, got, I got it. I okay. got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, Clermont <laughs> and Toulouse. Yeah. Unbelievable match. So many good players, but a boring game. Mm. Really boring game. Like I looked at the teams and I was like, wow, Intermac. Exciting, exciting. Dupont. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Oh, no, it's boring as. And oh. actually, the week before, Toulon were just beautiful to watch. Then it probably was the game of the weekend, I think, from the European was Exeter versus Leinster. Leinster came away 34-22. They were away from home as well. Away from home. And Exeter, wow, what a great start. Unbelievable start. Did they? And then Leinster came back and literally never took their foot off the throat. Wow. brilliant. Was it 14-0 then for a start or? It was 14-0, yeah. They scored two tries in seven minutes. Really? And they looked unbelievably good. And then it was like Leinster's game wow. from then on. Uh, La Rochelle, 45, Sale Sharks, 21. Um, Great second half there for La Rochelle, though, 27 to 5. Yeah, and, and also I've gone here and said the French outmuscled the English muscle mm. slash the African muscle. You know, they didn't have a lot of uh, – they didn't have a lot of answers, the Sale Sharks, in the second half. And really, La Rochelle were very, very so impressive. So what's the pick of the next – Two games then. So you got Toulouse versus La Rochelle. I'm going to say I'd like to see La Rochelle win that. Yeah. But I think Toulouse They win. haven't won it in its 123-year um, uh, history. History, yeah. Where did I see that? And then they got the Bordeaux Beagles versus Leinster. Leinster are away from home. I like the look of Leinster, and I hope Leinster win. But those Bordeaux Beagles have been pretty... Impressive, pretty impressive. I think so Leinster I'm going to go Leinster though. Yeah. I will go Leinster for that one, mate. What caught your eye? I said this last week. What didn't catch me? There was so much to to look at. So I'm going to start with the Rebels versus the Force game. This is how you lose a game by taking threes when you should go for more. Yeah. This is the Rebels' problem. They Consistently this season have just taken three points rather than trusting their line out, trusting their scrum, trusting their back line. And that's led to pretty boring rugby. Now, arguably, it kind of has worked for them up to this point. Yeah. But it just shows the force a pretty nuts and bolts team. They stopped them and they got the try that won the game. Matt Tamua needs to play at 12 for me. It's not working. Because they don't have anyone as a playmaker at twelve. You'd, r- I would rather see them play Hodge at ten. Yeah, Matsumo at twelve. I think Matsumo is a fantastic player. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, but at the moment the ball doesn't get outside twelve. No, 
you know, it doesn't get to your no, thirteen. Or right. You know that they are playing within themselves. I believe. Uh, off to the Reds Brumbies. This was an awesome game, mate. Reds are looking so good. Unbelievable game. Uh, JOC James O'Connor. Yeah. Top class J- again. JOC. And he had a week in midfield. You know, he yeah. didn't have uh, Paisami in there. Um, he was injured. And they still found a way to win. Mm. Brumbies, though, on the flip side of the coin, still impressed. And they are so dangerous when they go wide to wide, or they call it coast to coast. I think they're the most dangerous team in the world at the moment when they go full width to full width. That's a huge call. They did, mate. They score some awesome tries in from corner to corner. That's huge, mate. I think they're the best in the world at that particular skill. Crikey. Mate, what caught your eye? That's the Aussies done. For you. For you, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you? Female touchy. We've spoken about no, it before. We, listen, Fema, is no, there a she's f- already done it. She's done a game this year, mate. Jeez, what are you looking at? I know that yeah, you've got no, long hair. Just listen. But just, not everyone wow. not everyone with long hair is a guy. Why she's done this year. What have you been watching? Why isn't she doing it more consistently? You gotta let me finish, you douche. No, yeah, you weren't going to no. say that. You weren't no. going to say that. You were going to say, when is it time that she does the main job? No, but why isn't she doing it more consistently? Well, because um, there's men that do a bit. No, I'm joking. I disgusting. think you're right. No, that's disgusting right. from you. Anyway. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, and do you know what? The games that she's done, I've not, I've not spoken about the referee. Yeah. I've not said... Oh, what a decision they've made. I've not had one criticism of her refereeing. I'm not, I'm not saying she's got everything right, but she's got the big stuff yeah. right consistently. Well, there you go. Anyway, absolute shocker from the force, number 15. At the end of the match, all he had oh, to do was kick it, kick it out. And he shanked it. No, it got charged. No, he shanked it, I think. And then the Rebels, awful pass before the attempt to drop goal. He yeah, had one job, on. <laughs> one, one job. job to pass the ball, village. Uh, Reds were patient because they didn't start off very well. They had to be patient with their midfield, but then they could still grind it out. And then I've put the Brumbies just look good. They did look good, didn't they? I think this is more of a, I think these two teams are going to be in the final. Yeah, they will, yeah. And I think the Brumbies will win. Because I think because of their coast to coast passing, no, I just best think, in I, the world. I just think that they're, that they're so close, the Reds, and by law of averages, they're probably as good as the Reds. So they're due a win. Well, well, we'll find out. Yeah, I just think that they're so close. It's so good for Australian rugby. It's just a shame that the Waratahs are so poor. What about the New Zealand one, mate? What caught your eye in that? <laughs> what the what? What caught my eye in the New Zealand games? Why are you yeah. laughing? Because <laughs> I cut you off, mate. You're talking too much. <sighs> God, there's a bit of hostility in the room right now, isn't there? <laughs> Get on with it, man. <laughs> well, apparently I was talking too much. I've just calmed down here. Right. The Crusaders versus the Hurricanes. Richie Mawanga. Was class again. He was. He was good. Oh, 
the one thing that we both uh, yes. did pick up on was the D line, wasn't yeah. it? And the New Zealand teams noticeably have all got together and they've agreed to basically get back an extra half a metre. Yeah. Um, because it was. And it happened in both games, didn't it? happened it? in both games. Yeah. And all four teams that were playing, they got back an additional half a metre, basically. It was quite. I think it was noticeable anyway, it was wasn't it? It was noticeable. And it was consistent throughout the yeah. whole game. It was brilliant. Um, so that was really good. There were stars everywhere in that game. You know, you're looking at La Mape, you're looking at Mwanga. Yeah. The the new kid Love looked pretty sharp and the ten nineteen-year-old. You got Bowden Barrett and Will Jordan. Yeah. Sevilla. Sevilla. Julian and Artie. Yeah, and Artie. And unfortunately, Artie's out injured now. Yes. After, uh, but then you had on there uh, Bridge and Reese. Yeah. You know, it was it was top things, and we're talking about the Hurricanes who are. In fifth position. I know. The bottom. And they've got all of these stars. Where they do lack a little bit is in that Ford pack. Yeah. And yeah, but they, do. they stood up pretty well to the Crusaders Ford pack, or the referee allowed it to happen because there was a few times where it looked like on any other given Saturday or Sunday, the Crusaders would have got a couple of scrum penalties right. and the referee was just not interested. Which I think was good for the game. Balls at the back. Balls Did at the it back. Go? Get it out, sunshine. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Hurricanes line out, absolutely disgusting. I think that was the difference yeah, in the game. You, you mentioned that, didn't you? Uh, and another pleasing match with some great play from both teams. I thought Alex Nankerville, this is from the Chiefs game, was class. It was great to see the Chiefs win again. I agreed. But I didn't agreed really know no, you, who to cheer you for. Said when you were watching it, you're like, I want both teams to win. So I don't know who to support. <laughs> Whenever anyone went up, I was like, oh, now I've got to cheer for the other. <laughs> <laughs> I cheered for the ones that were losing. But yeah, it's great for the Chiefs to turn around a very poor last season, a poor start yeah. to this season. And and well done. And also well done to Aaron Smith, who, who pretty much played the whole game. Oh, he's still so good, isn't he? So good. What about you? What caught what your eye? Lamarpe. Yeah. His speed. When he got the that speed ball. speed of his arm smashing um, in the face. Uh, Barrett. Oh, no, sorry. Was it on the chest and then rose to the face? Uh, no, rose to the throat. That's why he oh. got yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but his his he was so quick when he scored that try. Yeah, he was. You know, from, from the first metre to the tenth metre, it was boof, rapid. Geordie, Do you think he Ge- played well? Hmm. No, I think he got frustrated, hence why he lashed out. I still, th- I still think just defensively he's got a, a bit yellow card. Did you say it wasn't? Was it a yellow card? I think it was just a yellow card. Okay, it wasn't direct contact to the head, but <sighs> was it? But, was, was it? Direct, but it was malicious. Was it direct contact to the throat? I think it was more the collarbone area. <laughs> it was touching. It could have gone either way. Okay, so now... It, it, in Europe, it would have been a red card. That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bang on my drum again. No, no. Are you ready, I, you're, everyone? You're spot Are you on. ready? Can't hear that, but that's my drum, and what? I'm banging on it. Oh, I thought it was something else, mate. I'm banging um, on it. Geordie Barrett can kick. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't brush over this. 
I, I haven't even put guy, it down. I haven't in, even put it down. Lamape speed to score his try. Quick. That's all I got. Right. Nothing to say right. about the red Lamape card. speed to or smash yellow. him in the face with his elbow. No, that's thing. what you said. Right. Yellow card. I agree. If I agree. I would love for that to be a yellow card. Yeah. But it won't be in an international match. No, God, no. Refereed by anyone other than the New Zealand referees. And Lamape potentially will think, that's a yellow card. And he might do it again. It'll be a red, and the, the All Blacks will lose. In an international match, I think a Kiwi referee would give that as a red card. It's just not good enough, no. mate. It's not good enough. Because we're going to play to these international rules. Yeah. And we're going to get... We're going to get done over by them. We're going to have players. I mean, we might have like 10 on the pitch, but the way it's going. Five red cards. Cry. No, honestly, you, you watch the Premiership and you watch stuff that gets red cards. There is there is so much stuff in Super yeah. Rugby. And is that a good thing? Is it a bit? doesn't matter. But when Wayne Barnes referees an international match, one of the best referees in the world, he referees. He's not going to referee to the New Zealand way, no, is he? No, God, no. No. Nah. He's going to referee to World Rugby. Yeah. And he's going to go, Lamape, that's a red. Whitelock, that's a red. You know, you know, we're going to have them all over the shop. Yeah. We're going to have to learn the hard way. We are. Sorry, I've, I've taken out what caught you your eye. You have. But I'm not going to go on about it. What caught your eye on the European stuff, mate? No, you got DMAC. Yeah, nah, but you've talked too much now, so we're, we're brushing over it. Dan Bigger. Dan Bigger caught my eye. I'm a big Dan Bigger yeah, fan. Yeah, what's the, what's the comment that he said? He said here that the Pro 14 is a poor relation to the Premiership. The Premiership blows it out the water. So the reasons for this, that he's played in both competitions, is that the Premiership is tough competition where the lowest team can beat the best team. Yeah. There's tough matches week in, week out. Even when international players go, there's the there's the you know quality that comes through, and then you have got the Pro 14 where all the best teams they only play their players when they have to. So week to week, you're playing against some pretty ropey players, yeah, and it's just not a great competition to be part of. Which is really sad, actually, because the Pro 14 and the Premiership, you add them together, you've got a hell of a competition. You got two tiers of top quality. You know, competition that would keep each other honest. I agree. You yeah. have a relegation and promotion. Yeah, it would be very exciting and a lot more eyes and a lot more sponsorship. Be good. We could take a ten percent cut for coming up with the uh, right. with the comments and the things. Ten percent. Ten percent. More. You want a bit more? Uh, and the other thing that caught my eye, mate, it's scoring too early. Always a always a good thing. No. It's not, is it? No. So Exeter scored early twice. We saw the Crusaders score early and then put, take their foot off the accelerator. But it also puts the other team a bit of a wake-up call, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Often teams that score early then struggle later on. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I watched it and, and uh, the the Exeter game, and I have to say I got excited because I do like Exeter. They're a good side, and I thought, wow, they, you know, they might really punish Leinster. Came back. back real, real quick. Mate, guess what time it is? It's question time. Now, we've got some good good questions here. Good, good I questions. I got slated on one, didn't I? You may have. You may have. What? 
I think this is a... I did get slated. I love this one. Which this I didn't like. Which I didn't like. Okay, so I'll do the first one. Hi, okay. Damien and Toby. Like that. I Spelt don't. my name correctly. Yes, he did. Your second. First, which is most odd. important, which right? Which is odd. Thank you so much for answering my last question on the podcast. I was driving in the car with the family when you all answered it, and we were all cheered. They all cheered in the, yeah, the car together. That. Love it. So, yeah, we love all that type of stuff. But he goes on to say, what about drop goals? What's happened? He's a big fan of drop goals. Not quite sure why. Um, and he's noticed that the Kiwi teams have only kind of brought them out in these last extra time minutes. So what has happened to the drop goal? He's, well, he's also talking about normal play, you know. You, you're there, you've got a scrum. Why not take a drop goal? It's boring. But, but it's for That's three points, That's why Kiwis mate. don't do it. I know, but it's worth three points. Yeah, but... Johnny how, Wilkinson won a World Cup, drop kicking the ball over. He's a boring player. Um, so did Daniel Carter, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't win it. Didn't win it, but it changed the game. It changed the game, didn't it? It did. It did. So why don't players drop kick more often. It's actually quite hard during a game, I think. There's quite a lot of pressure on there. It's a tough we saw skill, it, isn't we it? We saw it in extra time. You know, David Haveli, uh, he he kicked his one, but the others missed. Yeah, you got um, him. He, he, who really shanked one? Like, was it um, Ioni? It was, yeah. I only really shanked his. No, Yuani. Yuani, sorry. Yeah. That's old school. Josh Yuani. Josh Yuani. Yeah. Uh, really shanked his. Yeah. Did D-Mac and then shank D-Mac one? shanked one, yeah. So did um, uh, the fullback for... Oh, the worst um, one was Hodge, eh? Oh, <laughs> just was shocking. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> he absolutely had a shocker, didn't he? Um, yeah, there's only, you know, it's a really tough skill. Johnny Wilkinson was obviously very good at it, and this yeah. is what uh, Brett uh, also mentions. But it's a tough old skill, and I think, to be honest, I kind of think you get booed off the pitch a little bit. They kind of seem to come out in internationals more than the club game. I agree. Again, they're boring. They're boring. Andrew Mertens was very good at the old drop goal. Boring player. I used to love it when he did it against, you know, when he was on the Ramfordy Shield and he just knock him over and knock him over. Loved him then. Loved a drop then. Boring player. When it's your team. Yeah, when it's your yeah, team. Bring yeah. it over, lads. Keep going, fellas. Boring, though. Boring. Mate, do you want who to ask... That? Who was that from? Was that, that was Brett? from Brett, yeah. Oh, California. I know, it's just USA. so nice. USA. Oakland, California, USA. Wow. I bet you there, it doesn't snow in spring, does it? It, could, it depends where you are in California. They've got some hills. Snow in spring. Isn't it hot there all the time? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure all parts are hot. We'll have to have a look on a map. Mate. Just the ladies. <laughs> uh, just so I can wear my speedos. <laughs> anyway, so you're, we've no, got... You're, you give me your question. Oh, I'll we'll give leave you the last one. Shall we? Yeah. Because he slates me. What makes a good hooker? 
which corner they oh sorry not that oh. time uh, you guys, family show, family show. <laughs> hey, oh, let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't see that one coming, no, did you? Not a, not a Scooby Doo, mate. <laughs> not a Scooby Doo. Okay. I think this, this day and age, they've got to be. It's a little bit like, you remember when the cricket players? Wicket keepers. Yes. They needed to be a good wicket keeper, didn't they? Like, yeah. As in, that was their main thing. Yes. Whereas now... They've got to be a want, good batsman. They've got to be a good opening batsman or a, or a, a you know... A slogger. Slogger. Cow corner. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think back in the day, the most important thing for a hooker was, can he hook the ball in a scrum? Yep. Can he throw the ball in the line out? Happy days. Yes. You got the gig, mate. Whereas now... I think that they need to be an exciting player. They've got to have good hands. They've got to have pace. Yeah. They've got to have um, good fiend, good engine. Good they're engine. They're almost like... Good, good engine. <laughs> <laughs> they're almost like the scrum half yeah. of the forward pack. I agree, yeah. Where they link everything together. So some of the top teams use their hookers out wide, almost on the wing. Um, like we see Asafa Amor, um, Cody Taylor, yeah. um, Dan Coles. Dan Coles, all of those players are found yeah. out on those edges and they're very, very good there. So I think to be a good hooker, you've got to be, does help to be a little bit shorter yeah. as well. Very, very mobile. Mobile, I think, great hands, but also nowadays because the lifters and the line outs and the locks are so good, your throwing needs to be absolutely pinpoint because they're they're good in attack, but they're also good in defence. Yeah, so you're not going to get any freebies, are you? Nope. And do you know what I've liked seeing this year? I've liked seeing that long throw to the second inside centre to the man running through. I loved seeing yeah, that. Love that. To pull off that throw is actually very difficult, especially like a straight. You know, it's still got to yeah, be straight still when it's got thrown to be back dead, there. Dead straight, yeah. And you know, we've obviously coached at schoolboy level and and a little bit higher, but mainly schoolboy level. Not many schoolboy players no. can throw that 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 line out throw. No, I agree. So it's a tough, tough old skill. Shall I ask you? Um, yeah, go on then, mate. My question: It seems James O'Connor took a fifty k pay cut to play in New Zealand. How much money would you forego to play international rugby? What uh, what international team am I going to? I'm gonna say let's let's say it's a a, a, a big one. All Blacks, South Africa, England. I'd say those ones there. Those ones. So. You know, I'm not saying that playing for Ireland or, but let's just yep. stick to those. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Just for argument's sake. Um, well, being a Kiwi, I, I would, I would definitely take a fifty pay, fifty k pay cut. I think because you're still earning quite a bit of money anyway. Uh, I would need to be paid more to play for England. <laughs> let's just stick to New Zealand then. Yes, yep, cool. So what would it, what would it take you? It kind of depends on what I would be on. Or what I was... Let's say you were on... Let's say I was on a million pounds in France. No. Let's okay. say in New Zealand... Okay. You are 
currently getting paid five hundred thousand New Zealand dollars. Okay. Okay. What's it going to take for you to make that move overseas right now? So you're two years or just under two years out from a World Cup, and you're going to forgo. Was I in? Was I in the international team already? Yes. Was I a good player or was I like yes. a fringe player? Yeah. You're I'd a good keep, player. I'd keep playing to the World Cup. Yeah. And then I'd go make my money. So you'd keep playing to World Cup. Yeah. And then you'd go make your money. And then I'd go make my money. What happens if I said, you're on you're on 500,000 New Zealand dollars, right? Yeah. Okay. And I turn around to you and say, Tobes, if you come and play for me, I will give you 1.5 million pounds. So that's 3 million dollars. Okay. <laughs> what would you do, Matt? I I personally, yeah. I think I'd be stupid not to take that. You'd be stupid not to take that. Yeah. You'd be sh- you'd be stupid not to take 1.5 million dollars more. Okay. So, what would be your lowest amount? So we've said what would what would you be? So you've said for one point five million, you've got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your cutoff point? You're getting paid half a million dollars. Yes. What's your cutoff point? When do you go? It's too much. I've got to go. Oh, <laughs> that's really, that's a tough question. Um, I. So you're on five hundred you're on five hundred K and I think to make a move cl- pretty close to a World Cup would have to be almost double. So you'd have to would be- have to be sort of between the the eight hundred to a million dollar range. That's only that's only five hundred thousand. That's like Bristol Bears territory. Yeah. Wow. So you'd go for that? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. But there's a World Cup. I know. Two years away. And you could win it. And you could win it. But also afterwards, after win, after potentially winning a World Cup, you could get even more. You could. It's, it's, it's so a it'd tough have old to be, question, well, What about it? you? Well, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I, I, I would... Why not everything? Because we've got the last segment. Right. Don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> You walked into that one a little bit, haven't you? <laughs> All right, should we go over to the um, last question here from, uh, is it Derek Scott? D-Rock. Ah, PhD. All right, big fella. Uh, right, good morning, gents. Uh, okay, gent. So who who is the gent? You or me? Me, mate. Definitely me. Why am I not a gent? Well... For obvious reasons. Oh, what <laughs> village. Right, he's got one quick question down the bottle of quite a long essay. It is. Can I just it jump is in here and say, we, this is the second time we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because I thought I murdered Willows a few weeks ago. Toby definitely <laughs> murdered Christian. But do you know how I got out of it? <laughs> I swore. <laughs> but today... 
Toby said a new record, and the, he knew he knew that it's a family show, and he swore. So bad. So if we ever do a Patreon, I'm sticking this part on Patreon. <laughs> but anyway. It is a fair assessment to say that the top, uh, the, the Japan. Uh, the Japan top league has a lot of speed. Yeah, it does actually, to be fair. Right, mate. But lacks overall size. I definitely have been entertained by their weekly highlights. This question is for Damien with an E, as I am certain Toby has no clue. Right, Derek. <laughs> not cool. Now, we actually watched the game together. Yeah. So he needs to uh, buck his ideas up and sort it out. So, they do have a lot of speed. We commented on the speed, didn't we? Yeah. And then we commented on the lack of size. Yeah, I mean, we, you kind, they kind of all look quite big. And then you see Bowden Barrett boy. walks on and you, you know Bowden. I mean, he is a tall guy. Well, he's, but, he's six foot two, I think. But, he's, he does, but he looks like six five, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does. It is a little bit unfair because when they do put their national team together, that they are a decent size. Oh, of course they are, yeah. But yeah, so they, they should be. They're a product of their own creation, which is they are agile, fast, strong. Yep. Country, a bit like you'd say New Zealand. But the thing, the thing is, is with that Japan top league, they've got no depth. There are a handful of really good players in each team. Yeah. Who are big, who are strong, who are quick. But the rest of them, they they they're schoolboys. Yeah, they And the you defense, say, you say the they defense. don't have you say they don't have a lot of of depth. I think that they have they're they're of a similar standard and then they have the occasional exceptional player. But that exceptional player makes hay while the sun shines. They're not like I don't think they're really poor. They've got a very good base, but they just don't have the top, top players. That would be my assessment of, of the Japanese top league. And when you go then put like a world-class Bowden Barrett on, he can make them look a little bit silly, but he he can make super rugby teams look he a bit can make, silly. He can make international teams look, look silly, silly too. You yeah. know, so I, I think it's fair yeah, to say scoring that... scoring a 10-minute hat-trick... Yes, was was I mean we did look at that game and think, wow, didn't yeah. we? It was touch rugby at best. But what I would say is, yes, it's fast, but that's because they aren't big, and they've had to play in a certain way. And you saw that at the World Cup, they are an exciting team because they've got to run the bigger teams off the park. Yes, um, and a good big and will always beat a, a good small and if they play to a big boy game. And yes. rugby, unfortunately, is a game of um, confrontation and collisions. And, you know, they've got to make hay while the sun shines. So they've got to score tries rather than kicking threes. They can't put pressure on. So that's the way that they learn to play. And let's be honest, it's sunny, good grounds, you know, yeah. fast lot of money. A little bit like New Zealand, really. New mm. Zealand play an attractive style. Australia play an attractive style. For the life of me, I can't work out why uh, South Africa don't, because they, they've got great conditions. And then you go to Europe, and the weather's not very good. No. So, 
you're not going to be able to fling it and ying it everywhere because the the ball's so wet and horrible, <laughs> isn't it? It's too cold. Look at Fiji, you know, Fiji, yeah. Samoa, they play beautiful rugby as yeah, well. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, that's the reason why they mm. play really quick, uh, quick rugby, that's for sure. Right, um, mate. Yeah. But anyway, he did he did mention a couple of other things in his in his uh in his question uh, in the early email and he said that um super rugby coverage in the States is really poor. It's Fox Soccer Plus, which is a cost an arm and a leg. My advice to you, Derek, and all those people out there in Australia uh, sorry, in the USA, is not that we do this, we haven't had to do this because of uh rugby rugby pass came to the rescue and you can watch the Australian conference on World Rugby site is invest in a good VPN and then buy it. So at least you're paying for it. Buy it through Rugby Pass. Go and watch the news, uh, the Australian games on the World Rugby website. Um, do that. And this goes back to if the New Zealand Rugby Union and the, you know, the new Sanzar getting rid of the South African part you know, create their own production company and sell directly to the people for a for a really good price. People like Derek, people like Brett, will will just be loving it because you pay like let, let's be honest, Rugby Pass was thirty four quid, which is what sixty dollars New Zealand, which will be about be twenty nine pounds American for the full season. Twenty nine dollars American, yeah. Not twenty four pounds or whatever. Anyway, mate, can we stop talking about Derek's problems? We're not his psychologist, and get on to the finish off the show. All right, the finish off the show is Lamape. Should he stay or should he go? Should he stay or should he go now? Right, you've got stay. I've got stay, and I've got go. You chose go. I chose go. All right. Okay. Off you go, mate. So I'm going to go first, am I? Obviously. All right, so I'm going to say, this is the reasons why Lamarpe should stay. Okay. You can make money or you can make history. Now, if he goes over and plays for France, he can't play international rugby, can't play for anyone else, so therefore he's foregoing the opportunity to make history. That's my first point. Okay. Over to you. Okay, so my first point is he hasn't really been a All Blacks starter. Correct. The only reason why he would become an All Blacks starter is he needs to be head and shoulders above the rest. Has he done this during the Super Rugby? No. Okay, good point. But I would argue that I think he's first taxi off the run. First taxi off the rung. <laughs> Easy road is not always the best. So just because he's not full back starter now doesn't mean he won't be full uh, all black starter in the future. We've got guys like Chris Jack that left for the money. Charles Piotr, Charles Piotr that's left for the money. Carl Heyman's who's left for the money. Luke McAllister who left for the money. A lot of those guys tried to come back to play World Cups and didn't. And all of those players could have been people that in years to come we will talk about. Charles Piatel could have been great. Yeah, but we won't. 
No. We won't because they didn't stay and they didn't play, didn't win a World Cup. No. And people will forget them. So my next point is we're only two years away from the World Cup. He can have his cake and eat it too. A little bit like Perry Weepu. He has his cake and eats it too. He eats more than a cake, mate. (laughs) He has his cake and eats it three. (laughs) And eats pies and lollies. (laughs) So you're right. You made the point for me. Yeah. Which is he can play in the World Cup, increase his value, and make more money in France after. Okay. Is he going to stick around to then not get picked like he did for the 2019 World Cup? Because he was good. Everyone said he should have been picked, but he wasn't. You are right, but he will never know. Again, money or history. He seems like the kind of man to me to go for money. (laughs) That's a sad indictment, isn't he? Sad indictment. Okay, I've got another couple of points here. Could use this deal that he's going to have to push for more money from the NZRFU. Yes, I agree. And he could be saying, okay, I'll stay, but I I I want to maybe go to Japan next year and play the Super Rugby season in Japan and maybe sweeten that deal a little bit. A long-term win in the World Cup. Yeah? Can I just say, I don't... He could become a great All Black... And if he's a great All Black, winning World Cup winning All Black, he will earn more money in the long term. He won't be a great All Black. Why not? Because a great All Black, well, he would have already had to sort of been a really good All Black now to be a great All Black. He could be a very good All Black, potentially, but I don't think he's consistent enough. I don't think he's good enough to be a great All Black. Have you got any more points? (laughs) Yeah, they're all written down. (laughs) I just don't think he's he'll have the drive. You know, this when we when we have our next international break, or when we start playing international rugby again, if he's not consistently in the team starting week in week out. That's his. That's his. Um, that's his cue to leave. I think he's going to have to make that decision before the before those games are. Mm. They're talking to him now, mate. But also, if he turns around and goes, the French teams or wherever he's going to go are going to are offering me this much. Can you offer me something similar, or enough you, to stay. or enough to stay, or you were sort of said, oh, I I could um, go to Japan. He's not good enough. He doesn't have the leverage to do that. He's not a a Bowden Barrett. He's not a Brody Retallick. No, you are right. You are right. He's he's not good enough to at go off moment, for a year and then come back. You're at the moment. But with this deal, then maybe this might push no. them to say, all right, then we'll compromise. But, okay, my last one is this. And I think this might be the reason why he's leaving. Okay. There's a player next year coming into the fold. Roger to Ivaska Sheik. He could see this as an opportunity or as a threat. He might be seeing this as a threat. How good would it be potentially to have Lamape and Roger to Ivaska Sheik 
Because if he's playing, then New Zealand potentially are even more likely to win the World Cup with quality yeah, like that. Yeah, where but would, where would two of us a check play? 13. 15 are on the wing. He's not going to play at 12. 12 is going to be too technical. Where does he play at the moment for league? Fullback. Well, then he'll play fullback. I don't, I don't think so. I think he's eyeing up 13 because that's where he used to play when he played rugby and he played rugby for many, many years. Right, okay. And then converted to rugby league. Okay. So my main points are this. You've got to choose money or history. And he can have both. He can try and create history and then go for the money. Okay. My other, my other points that I, I have to say is it's the easy road, not always the, the best road. We've seen that before. Chris Jack, all these guys, they've all forgotten. He can make money from not just playing rugby, but from coaching rugby or being a pundit on TV. And he won't get any money to do those sorts of things when he's 50 years of age if he doesn't stay and play for the All Blacks. Yeah, but he could go to France and earn mega bucks. But he can go to France in two years' time and earn mega bucks. Yeah, but what if he doesn't make the All Blacks? Still go to because he hasn't been consistently in the team at the I, moment. I, I do and, agree. I and do, just I, listen, but both of us at the moment have said David Haveli. You're right. I would say this: if I was him, I would stay. Yep. But I wouldn't sign a two year contract. I'd sign a rolling one year deal. Yep. And and basically, I just bin them off. If I'm not on the team this year, yeah, playing in the games, I'm off. But then you might have. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I agree with you. So, do you think he should stay then? No. I think he should go. <laughs> so, anyway, everyone, is it, have you finished? Yeah. I'm finished. So, I'm going to put this on Twitter. Who gave the most uh, com- comprehensive argument? Or compelling. Compelling argument. Who agrees with who? Who agrees with Toby or who agrees with Damo? Damo. <laughs> Damo agrees with Damo. Yeah, um, who makes the best points? Because you know you you've got to think about you got to actually got to think about it. You can't just go, oh, I really like the Marpe. He should stay. Yes, that's basically what I've done. Yes, <laughs> but and I would have done the same. Yeah, but I've I've gone for go. So you need to listen to us and take and then, into the points and consider it like that. Don't go with your heart. Absolutely. Mate, it's been a real pleasure. It always fantastic. is. Yeah, it always, always is. Someone asked me about the podcast. I said it's just an opportunity for me to spend time with the buddy. No, I'm still trying and, to find one and to spend slate time him. with. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to remember to cut that out. Yeah, we'll have to remember yes, to cut that out. Hundred percent. Be that was funny though. <laughs> eh? That was funny. I could just beep out the f word that you, you could used. Do. You dropped the f bomb, mate. I did quite a few times after that. I think is it uh, uh, Brett's uh, family better not be listening to this one because it's not so family friendly. But as always, it's an absolute pleasure to entertain you all. Uh, meet us back here next week, and as we've mentioned before, we're trying to do this every week throughout the year yeah. rather than just the rugby season. So stick around for more, even when Super Rugby finishes. Yes. But until next time. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.